Welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Monday, September 28th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to our friends over at BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off your first order. This show is also brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network. You can follow me on Twitter at NashWalker9. Follow my guest, Matthew Taylor, at MatthewTaylorMN. Matt, welcome in. We are covering the 2020 American League Central Champions, the Minnesota Twins. Nash, we made it. We did it. It didn't look good. It didn't look good, Matt. It it didn't look good about a week ago. I thought it was uh, inevitable that we were going to see the Yankees here tomorrow. But uh, many would say that it's turned out in the best possible way for the Twins, and, and I think we can push back on that a little bit today. But how did you feel yesterday when they won the Central? White Sox lose. Didn't really feel like they won it. It, it kind of felt like the White Sox handed it away a little bit. But how did you feel about this one compared to last year? Yeah, I think it's a different feeling than last year, just given the whole nature of the season. Uh, I think first first major feeling is just happy that we made it through I think with the weird season I wasn't positive that we were going to make it all the way through I know you've been an optimist the whole time knowing we were going to get this thing done but just getting to the end felt good obviously being able to fly a flag with the division feels good I know you're in the postseason either way they had home field either way but you got to be happy to win the division and it was just really cool really cool story uh you know down by three games of five to play and they pulled it out. So that what it cool. was. We had five yeah. to play. Might have been six. I That's tweeted nice. out yesterday just relating it to the 09 season when we were down by three with five to play. And I think it was this year we were down by three with six to wow. six or seven to play. That's nuts. And the Sox yeah. I think went two and six. I saw Nick posted last night that they went two and six in their final eight or one and seven or something like that. And the twins took advantage of it and now they will have home field as the three seed against the Houston Astros. And coming into this year, Matt. I think it's important to say that the Astros we expected to be really good again. You know, and this is even before the the shutdown. You know, they had a bad offseason with uh, the, the trash can banging. And it's I think it's loomed over their heads a lot. How big of a factor do you think that's been for them this year? Just speculating. I think it has to be a lot. I think just looking at the human aspect of baseball, how could it not when everybody's actively rooting against you? You know, these guys read social media. You know that they – follow the asterisk tour on Twitter or whatever, but it's got to, it's got to loom large. It's got to be in your head. And I'm sure they try to overcompensate to try to prove that that's not what impacts their play or that they're good hitters either way. And they probably overdid it. So I'm sure that played a big role, but I think I personally think, and I was tweeting about this, but I think we're uh, overlooking the Astros a little bit too much I think these are still some really good players and some guys that well we'll talk about it but I think they're still a pretty good squad yeah I mean on paper they are my my feeling with that Matt is like you get to the postseason I think that the number one team we wanted to play I think we all wanted the Blue Jays but even they're not a bad team you know I think when you get here and the way it should be they're not going to play a bad team you know, it's like it doesn't – and maybe Twins fans are thinking that the Astros are a bad team. I don't think the Astros are a bad team. I think the Astros have been incredibly mediocre this year with huge names that are just not performing. But the reason that there's concern is because we've seen these guys excel. They are the big names. We know that they can play. We know that they can – I mean, Alex Bregman maybe should have won MVP last year, finished second to Mike Trout. 
these are these are superstars, Matt, and, and they're just having really bad seasons. And also you look at it in a 60-game scope. Would they have turned it around in a 162-game season? We'll never know. But you also look at the Twins roster, too. They've had a lot of disappointing performances. I have to say, the number one thing I'm surprised about in this Twins roster is Jorge Polanco. I think after last year, I really, really expected Polo to be a force for them again, or at least baseline, have a little bit of pop. But Polo's done nothing. I mean, he just had an absolutely empty season. I think that's my biggest surprise. Yeah, it's... It's weird. It seems like it's more of an approach thing than anything for Polanco. I haven't heard anything about health, so I'm not positive that it's health-related, but also wouldn't be shocked, I guess, if it was. But it just seems like he's making a big push just to make contact. His batting average is fine. I think he's at 270 or 280 batting average, but he's just lost all of his pop from last year where you'd see him you know, hit it in the gap, hit for doubles, hit for even home runs he had you know what do you have 15 18 home runs last year and he's just got no pop at all this year and it is a big disappointment especially you know he's had the big contract he's going to be on the team for a long time you really count on him at the top of the order and it just hasn't been there and I agree with you it's a big disappointment and I think looking over at the Astros Alex Bregman has been a disappointment for them uh he was like you said the runner-up for MVP last year he struggled with injuries this year and just in general he hasn't been quite as good as he was last year so I think both teams are struggling with uh with shortstops who are you know struggling for him this year Bregman's hitting 242 this year he's got a 801 OPS so Obviously still good, but for the superstar, the Astros expect Bregman to be. He's not there either for him. Yeah, and we'll talk about those guys a little bit too. I just can't get over as well. Polanco last year, 40 doubles, 22 homers, and seven triples in 153 games. This year he's got eight doubles, Matt. Four home runs and not a single triple. He has 12 extra base hits in 226 plate appearances. I don't know what happened. He's slugging 354. I think I just I think I'll take all off season these six months after the twin season is over, and, and think about what you do now. I mean, is it an injury? We don't know. Is it ankle surgery? I, I don't know. I think he is playing with some sort of ankle or knee or something ailment, based on what we've heard. But it's gonna it's gonna make you think. Like Royce Lewis is knocking on the door at shortstop. You mentioned that big contract for Polo. I just think when I'm scripting out this Twins playoff lineup. I don't feel confident slotting Polanco, and I think his at-bats are good, but it's just way too much weak contact where he's just going opposite field as a lefty. It's just pop-ups and bloops. And even some of his doubles have been have been uh, like Texas League doubles that just fall in, and he makes it to second. Right. I just – I can't believe what's happened to him this year. Um, and, I, you know, I, I will get over it in the next six months, but that's <laughs> that's been a surprise for me. <laughs> Let me ask you, Matt, who do you think is going to start at catcher? Who do you think should start at catcher tomorrow? I think you should start with uh, Ryan Jeffers. I think Garver has showed some flashes in this last series, but it's just time after time, these ugly swings. And, well, some swings are ugly, and some of them he's just swinging right through fastballs, which we saw back when he was injured. And then you thought, okay, he's through the oblique injury. When he comes back, he'll be better. But you're still seeing the exact same thing of swinging through fastballs. So I'm sure a lot of it is just that he's still not completely completely right with his body but I think with Ryan Jeffers he's hitting the crap out of the ball you're getting high exit velocity swings out of him you're seeing him hit doubles hit extra base hits and also you're getting the defensive upgrade with Jeffers over Garver so I think you go with Jeffers for game one 
Um, wouldn't be surprised to see him go Garver game two. And then maybe based on how each are playing, then that's who you go with for game three. But I don't think you're going to see any catcher or catch all three games and don't see any reason to go for Avila. It doesn't seem right to start him in a playoff game right now. So I'd probably go Jeffers, Garver, Jeffers. The worst place to be, I felt this way a lot this year too, is when you're, you're hoping guys walk. And that's how I felt about Garver when he's up there. I'm like, I'm hoping that he walks because I am expecting him to strike out. You know, and, and sometimes that's, that's not a good place to be. I've been there a lot with a lot of these guys this year where I'm like, I, I hope yeah. he walks because they just at times their offense has been so bad where they just can't get base runners. I saw today, I think they have the highest runs by home run this year, percentage by home run. How do you think mm-hmm. that's going to translate into October, Matt? Yeah, I think um, – I know Gleeman and uh, Bonus were talking about this on their podcast, but just that the the biggest uh, – or that home runs uh, carry over more to the postseason than hitting singles and doubles. So I think that stat that you just gave there is probably a positive for this Twins team. The fact that they are getting most of their runs off of home runs is a good thing that most likely will carry over into the postseason. So that's not a bad thing, but I agree with you on the walk thing it's like Kepler's leading off the game and you're hoping okay let's get a lead off walk so that we can get into the middle of the order and get Cruz up there with some guys up who Cruz isn't even hitting very well right now so it's I mean what what guys in the lineup do you have confidence in right now when they're up to the plate for me it's probably Ryan Jeffers who we talked about it's Eddie Rosario probably and then I think you still have confidence in Nelson Cruz but he hasn't been looking great and outside of that like you said Polanco looks lost Kepler looks lost especially against lefties Miguel Sano looks completely lost so there's just not many guys you have confidence in right now the improved built bar is even deliciouser. There are 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and yes, they are soft and easy to chew. Built bars are healthy. Built bar is great for the health-conscious guy. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, full of protein, full of fiber, and they're great for a keto diet. In the peanut butter bar, only 5 grams of sugar and 180 calories. Built Bars reset the promo code for this relaunch, so listen carefully. You get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last when you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. Also, you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code Locked On L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all one word, all caps, for $10 off at BuiltBar.com and also a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. That's code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Yeah, I don't want to be a complete downer on here. You know, I think this team, they have the best record in the AL in September. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to, fold into we're gonna just fold up shop and they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna get swept right. by the Astros you know I think something about October as well is it doesn't always matter what you do before October and, and that's kind of been the twins mindset I think when they held out Donaldson for as long as they did when they've been really really conservative with injuries is let's just have a full squad going into October and the late September now with the expanded playoffs but it doesn't look like they're going to have a full squad. I know I, I listened to Gleeman too, but I, I zoomed up on that and, and tried to hear any updates about Buxton and Donaldson. What it sounds like is Josh is like 90% to play tomorrow. 
So it sounds like Josh is going to play. Buxton, it doesn't sound as certain just because concussions are so weird. But I think, Matt, this team doesn't doesn't really stand a chance. I think they can win a series without one or both of them, but I don't think they can make a World Series run without both of them, in my opinion, because I think those two are the most expendable on the team. That leads me into who is your 2020 Twins MVP uh, this year, Matt? Yeah, so for the listeners over at Twins Daily, be checking out over there because we'll be releasing thing as a site our uh, comprehensive list of the rookie of the year and uh, MVP some of the other awards so my twins MVP and I think it'll be pretty consistent across the board is Kenta Maeda uh, you brought him in to be the ace of the staff he's done exactly that and been better than anybody anticipated uh, he's what gives me confidence in this twin squad to go and make a decent run in this postseason is just being able to throw out a legitimate ace as the number one pitcher and I mean, pick your stat, the second best whip, single season whip in MLB history, uh, Kenta Maeda, Twins MVP. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it was Nelly two, three weeks ago. It was Nelson Cruz, but uh, you mentioned Nelly's Nelly's struggled recently and and missed some games with a sore knee, but I don't, I don't worry as much about Nelson Cruz. You know, I think Nelly and in the postseason too, his OPS is over a thousand and 44 postseason games, which it doesn't always mean they're going to do anything in, in this postseason, but I don't worry about Nelly just because he's so established. And I mean, I think you worry more about what you're going to do in the off season with him, but this is a team at the bullpens deep. The lineup is deep. The starting rotation is deep or if they do get to the ALDS, they get to the ALCS. I'd feel confident about them there. I think in my opinion, it's just about getting through Houston. I like their matchup against Oakland or the white Sox in the second round. White Sox are dangerous, but five games in a row, they don't have a third starter that they can rely on right now. Dane Dunning just got lit up. Dylan Cease got lit up. They have two starters. The Twins have probably four or five that they can rely on with how good Rich Hill's been. So for me, it's getting through this first round. And like I said, I think this matchup with Houston is the second best on the board. Would you put this matchup with Houston second best, or do you think you put Oakland up there, or what other team would you have rather seen? No, I do think I'd put Houston up uh, as the second best matchup for the twins and most of my I guess not pessimism but sort of uh hey let's hold up on just penciling the twins into the ALDS isn't more that isn't necessarily that the Astros are that I think they're some great squad but more just the nature of a three-game series that I think is a lot more random than we're giving it credit for so it's more so that than thinking that the Astros are great but um yeah just given the way that the everything shook out I think getting home field, getting to face the Astros, potentially having a pitching advantage in two of three, if not three of three matchups is pretty much as good as you could hope for. And I think Houston and Houston and Toronto are probably the only two series in which that might've been, the, I guess Chicago as well might've been the case. So um, in a three game series where it's so random, I think the one thing you're looking for is a starting, starting pitching advantage, which with Houston, I think you get that. Yeah, Zach Greinke's a Hall of Famer, but Greinke in, in uh, the last month his ERA is 557 or something like that. He's been really bad. Uh, but the Twins struggle against guys like Greinke who kind of work the fringes, and I haven't watched a lot of him this year. But they, they struggle against – I mean, I think the Twins' offense does best against fastball slider guys. I think they do well on guys who make consistent mistakes, and they will punish you if you make a mistake, I think, more than any other team in the league. I think when the Twins get – 
mistakes. And it hasn't happened as much this year, but they still will punish your mistakes. Guys like Granke, guys like Keuchel, they don't make a lot of mistakes over the middle. Um, and you hope that the Twins will get some some pitches to hit tomorrow against Zach Granke. But it's Kenta Maeda. you got to feel about good about Kenta here, especially against a right-handed heavy lineup. You mentioned Alex Bregman. Carlos Correa has been, been pretty poor this year. He's slugging 378. Yuli Gurriel uh, slugging 384. The, the Astros don't have any pop this year, Matt, and what we've seen from them recently. I think they set the record for slugging percentage last year. Jose Altuve, slash line, 219, 286, 344. OPS plus 71. This, this team is really, I mean, underperforming is one thing. But this is like a whole nother ball game with the Astros this year of, of just underperformance across the board. What do you think this is attributed to? Uh, do you believe that over 162 they would have bounced back? Or what do you think about the Astros as a whole? Yeah, I think it's not this bad, right? It's probably not as good as they right. were a year ago or two years ago. But it's also not this bad, which is why it could easily flip around in a three-game series. Three games is nothing you can – Anybody can go on a, you know, get five or six hits in a three-game series, so it could easily flip the other way. But I'm sure it's a mixture of things. It's the weird season. Everybody had a weird off season. I think everybody probably responded to it differently, had things going on with their families, whatever. And then when you, you know, put on top of that all the trash can stuff with the Astros, I'm sure that played a part as well. They lost a few of their pieces. Um, like I mentioned, Bregman was out injured. They don't have, uh, they haven't had Jordan Alvarez for most of the year. Uh, so they've suffered from some injuries as well. So I think there's a, a few different things going on. How much of that has to do with not being able to cheat? Well, could be playing a part it of it. Be. It's I'm impossible to, be, to know. I'm starting to come around to that. Yeah. I'm starting to come around. Uh, Justin Verlander out as well, getting Tommy John yep. and Roberto Ozuna, who's a tremendous all-star closer, is out. And that's where I kind of look at the weakness of this team is uh, they're moving some starters to the bullpen. Framer Valdez, I think, is a name, an X-factor name, because he's a lefty and the Twins have struggled so badly against lefties this year. And no Brent Rooker you mentioned yesterday. Framer Valdez, it sounds like he's going to move to the bullpen or either maybe start or, or piggyback a game game three. Um, or I think Urquidy is going to start game two for the Astros. It's up in the air, but their bullpen, Matt, is, is not scary outside of Ryan Presley, who has a 343 ERA this year. They've brought in some new guys, Andre Scrub, Enoli Parade, guys we've never heard of because they've had so many injuries back there, uh, including their, their big gun in Osuna. So there are a lot of leaky areas of this Astros roster, it seems, but you mentioned three-game series. These guys, these guys could come through and, and pitch well. You know, they could, they could just show up for three games. I think it does help a ton. I just think there are a lot of things in the Twins' favor here. I think being at home is so big for them. You have Kenta Maeda now. Hopefully you have Josh and Buck tomorrow. The offense feels like, you know, recently it's it's come alive a little bit more. They hit eight doubles the other night. Luis Arise looks awesome. They're not exactly where you want them to be, Matt, the Twins, but I think there are a lot of things going in their direction right now in this matchup. And also, you mentioned the entire world's on the Twins. I mean, they're, they're heavy favorites. I've, I've read a bunch of predictions today. Everyone likes the Twins in this series. Yeah, I think. Like you said, there's a lot of things going on. I think the other thing that goes in the Twins' favor, obviously it plays both ways, but I think the Twins started showing a little bit of cracks in the bullpen uh, towards the end of the year. I think a lot of that had to do with just familiarity that you're playing the same four teams, you know, four or five games in a row, uh, extended weekends, playing, you know, the same teams over and over again. So people are starting to get the hang of 
you know, Matt Whistler slider, Sergio Romo slider, where now you're going to the Astros, who a lot of these guys have never seen these pitchers. They've never seen, you know, Jorge Alcala pump 99, 100-mile-an-hour pitches right. past them. So also have a bit of the element of surprise here with some pitchers that they might not be as familiar with, where sure, guy like Caleb Fieldbar, you might not be too, you know, worried about it pitcher who's been in minor leagues for whatever and then you see him loop a 70 mile an hour curveball right past you so I think the twins do have a lot of things going in their favor I think it's a three-game series which is uh, pretty random but in a random series you want to try to put as many uh, put as many advantages in your favor as they can I think I would put the twins uh, starting pitching and bullpen in uh, the twins advantage and the lineup I think at this point is probably still the twins advantage, even though we've been talking about just how much they've been struggling. I think I would still take the twins lineup right now over the Astros. It just feels like this Astros team is just beaten, beaten down. Doesn't it? Do you get that feeling? Yeah, it does. It seems like, I think seems like they just want to turn the chapter, move to yep. 2021, hope that people yep. have forgotten about this and start over. But that doesn't mean they can't just go out there tomorrow. And George Springer, who's had an excellent season, is going to lead off. Uh, he's been a lone bright spot in the lineup, OPS plus 140. Brantley's been really good, hitting 300, OPS plus 126. Kyle Tucker, the rookie, I think, I don't know if he qualifies as a rookie. I think maybe he does. Uh, 123 OPS plus. Bregman, you mentioned, not great. Not Alex Bregman. You know, he's hitting 242, 801 OPS. They have guys who can hit Matt, and they also have a little bit of depth in that lineup. Yuli Gurriel was excellent last year Jose Altuve was on his way to a Hall of Fame career um they have guys who can play when they're when they're playing well but we both mentioned I think we like the twins in this series I think when you look at their side of the bracket the four on their side it's the twins it's the Astros the A's and the White Sox much preferred over the top half of the Yankees the Rays the Indians um teams that I think the twins would rather not see until the ALCS in my opinion, those three. So you have to like how this shakes out here. Matt, let's get your prediction on the postseason before I let you go. Yeah, I think it'll be twins and three, I think. Uh, I agree with you. I think the twins are going to struggle with Grinky tomorrow. Um, I think the twins are going to drop that one, and then I think they're going to take two in a row and take the series in three. Interesting, because I was going to say, I think – I, I think even if they do lose game one, you know, in some series you say, oh, God, if they lose game one, they're done. Yeah, in a three-game series, you got to go win the next two. It'll be a challenge. But because the Twins have depth, and then it's riding on Jose Barrios, and I don't know, I, the confidence there is not super high. But, uh, you know, you look at the Astros behind. They have Lance McCullers Jr., who has a nice curveball, and we mentioned Urquidy, who hasn't had a great year. And, you know, they don't have the big guns like, they had Colin Verlander last year where you, you need to win game one, it feels like. But it doesn't feel that way, and I don't know why. I just don't think that – I think the Twins can outlast them in, in a three-game series even. Um, so it feels like even if they do – it'd be really nice to win game one. But that's an interesting prediction. How far do you see this Twins team going, Matt, overall? Yeah, I think like you're talking about with the just the way that the bracket shook out, I think they could absolutely take on – Oakland or Chicago so I don't see why they couldn't make the ALCS and then at that point why couldn't they go further you're not right. gonna have any off days in between the series so you're gonna have to have depth in the rotation when you're gonna throw out you know Jake Odorizzi who I tweeted this out but he had a better ERA over 60 games and had just in general pitched better than Kenta Maeda has been this year and he's gonna be your number five pitcher in the ALCS should they get that far so that's a pretty good spot to be in so 
I don't see why this team couldn't go to the World Series. Obviously, wouldn't predict that just because baseball is weird and playoffs are weird and 2020 is weird. But I don't see why they couldn't go all the way to the World Series this year. Why not us? Why not now, Matt? At Matthew Taylor MN is the handle. Thanks for joining us. And tomorrow, 1 p.m. on uh, ABC. ABC is covering the Twins-Astros game tomorrow. Game one, Kenta Maeda, Zach Greinke. I think Twins are minus 150 favorites or something like that. Pretty hefty favorite. Be nice to win game one, but Matthew and I both agree that uh, even if they don't, we still feel like the Twins can win this series. Matt, thanks so much. Keep doing your uh, your great work, and, and you'll be back on soon. Probably previewing sure. uh, either the ALDS or probably the World Series when we get when we get there. Yeah, anytime, Nash.